الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah حدثني جماعة من الشيوخ بإسناد كل إلى سفيان بن عيينة عن عمرو بن دينار عن أبي قابوس مولى عبد الله بن عمر عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن ارحموا من في الأرض يرحمكم من في السماء The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم He said in a tremendous hadith that those who are merciful they will be shown mercy by the most merciful Be merciful to those who are in the earth and the one who is above the heavens will show you mercy. The ulama, they say this is because knowledge is mercy. The result of knowledge is mercy in this world and the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter. Due to this reason and due to this fact in this reality, the ulama, they used to teach this hadith, the imams of hadith, they used to teach this hadith as the first hadith that they will introduce their students to on their path of seeking knowledge. And that was an indication to them of the nature of knowledge. The ulama, they explain, they say, and for this reason you find that the ulama, they utilize the expression, I'lam rahimakumullah. Have knowledge. Have knowledge. May Allah have mercy on you. This is also an indication and pointing to the fact that knowledge is mercy. Knowledge is mercy. We continue going over the tremendous book by the great Imam, Imam al Nawi, the 40 hadith of Imam al Nawi, his 40 hadith. We have reached the 23rd hadith, and that is the hadith and Abi Malik Al-Hadith bin Asim Al-Ash'ari Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Qal Qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said that The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said that At-Tuhur Shatru al-Iman That Purity is half of Iman. Purity is half of Iman. Walhamdulillah Tamla Mizan. And that Alhamdulillah it fills the scales. That Alhamdulillah it fills the scales. Wa subhanallah walhamdulillah. تملأني أو تملأ 
ما بين السماء والأرض and that and that subhanallah and alhamdulillah they both fill or it fills they both fill or each one of them fill that which is between the heavens and that which is between the earth that they both fill or that each one fills that which is between the heavens and that which is between the earth and the prayer is light the prayer is light and that charity it is a proof charity it is a proof and that patience is an illumination. Patience is an illumination. Well, Quran hujjatun laka aw alayk. And that the Quran is a proof for you or against you. Wa kullu nas yagdu fabai'un nafsa. And that every soul each morning goes forth as a merchant or a vendor of itself. That each, that yani, all of the people, all of the people, they go forth as each day as a merchant or a vendor for themselves. Yani, for their soul. Naam. A vendor or a merchant whose commodity is their soul. They will either free it, yani bring benefit to it, or they will destroy it. Hadith Sahih, Rawahu Muslim. This hadith is authentic, authentically reported by Imam Muslim. The يعني محدث المدينة الشيخ عبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظه الله تعالى he goes over this hadith by breaking it down into different points different bullet points one can say نعم so going through the hadith this will be يعني helpful so that we may take notes based upon the points that the great Alama he mentions. Naam, by going through the points that Al Alama Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Taala he mentions. The first point is concerning the meaning of al-tuhur. Al-tuhur. What does it mean? It is commonly translated as purity. Naam. It is commonly translated as purity. The Shaykh mentions, he says, Fusira, it has been explained by abandoning shirk. That what is meant by purity, then it means to abandon polytheism, and sin, 
and any transgressions, sins and transgressions. And to abandon it and to free oneself from it. That this is what is intended by the word at-tuhur. So some of the ulama, this is what they mention. That at-tuhur in this narration, then this is what it means. وَفُسِّرَ بِالْوُضُوءِ لِلصَّلَاةِ And it has been explained by others from the ulama to mean the wudu, the purification, the ablution for the salat. That what is intended by al-tuhur, then it means al-wudu. Naam. وَفُسِّرَ بِالْإِيمَانِ بِالصَّلَاةِ And some of the ulama, they say that it means to have iman, to have faith in the salat. That what is meant by, يعني وفصل الإيمان عفواً وفصل الإيمان بالصلاة. Some of the ulama they meant they 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 explain and what is meant by iman in this context that it means the salat. So what it says الطهور شطر الإيمان that it means that the wudu is half of the prayer. Now, those who say that the meaning of tuhur is wudu, and that the meaning of iman in this context is the, the salah, then the meaning of it is that wudu is half of salah. And they say that iman, those who say that iman in this context means a salah, they point to the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ And Allah will not let go to waste your iman. Naam. Allah will not let go to waste and thus you won't be rewarded for your iman. And what is intended by iman here in this ayah, ay salatakum. Allah will not allow your salah. Naam, ila bayt al-maqdis. The salah, your prayer that you used to pray towards the original qibla of bayt al-maqdis. Naam. It will not be lost after the qibla has been changed to the Kaaba. Naam. So the salah that was prayed to bayt al-maqdis, it will not be lost. They will still get rewarded for their prayers to the first qibla. Naam. So... Iman here in this ayah, then it means a salat, the prayer. Now I want you to contemplate on that meaning because the truth is consistent. The truth is consistent. Naam. Because in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He calls the salat what? Iman. This in the salah is what? The salah is an action. It's an action, correct? Right. This is an indication that actions enter into iman and are from iman. And this is a refutation upon who? Upon the murji'ah. And upon those who exclude actions from iman. 
Because Allah Ta'ala says that your iman will not be lost. But what is meant by iman here? As-salat. So this is another proof and evidence which shows you that iman consists of statements, actions, belief. It raises up and it goes down. Naam, al-iman, amal bil-arkan, qawl bil-lisan, i'tiqad. Al-Janan, Yazid, wa Yanqus. Naam, statements, actions, beliefs, goes up, goes down. This is Iman. Ala kulli hal, truth is consistent. Naam, so you see over and over and over again the truth, which is the, the aqeedah of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah, the aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah. Al-Athariyoon, Al-Salafiyoon. Naam, this is the truth. This is the haq. Al-Sunnah, he al-Islam. With Islam, who is Sunnah? The Sunnah, it is Islam. And Islam, it is the Sunnah. Naam. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, Wa yurajjihu tafsir al-tuhur bil-wudu. He said, and it comes some proof and evidence which shows us that the intended meaning of at-tuhur then it is wudu due to another narration riwayah yani riwayah to turmadhi the version of this hadith that is collected by imam at-turmadhi naam the, the narration from Imam Al-Turmadi for this same hadith, yani it comes, tuhur instead of tuhur and the riwayah of Al-Turmadi, it says Al-Wudu. Al-Wudu. And then you have a riwayah that is in Ibn Majah. Belov is Bahul Wudu, where it says, Yani, excelling in the performing of Wudu, excelling in the performance of Wudu. So these are the possible meanings of a Tuhur. So again, to review, a Tuhur, some of the ulama they say it means. To leave off shirk and sin and transgression. Others from the ulama, they say what is intended by al-tuhur, then it means al-wudu. Naam? The root word for tuhur is tahara. Naam. Okay. Naam. Tahara. Others from the ulama, they say it means al-wudu. And that iman means as-salah al-tuhur shatr al-iman ay al-wudu shatr al-salah that wudu is half of the salah and those who 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 say this then they use as a proof of evidence one the ayah where iman is is yani is used and what is intended by iman is salah and the other narrations that can be found in at turmadi 
and also in Ibn Majah where Tuhur is switched out for Wudu or Isbabul Wudu Naam, the Wudu to perform the Wudu or to excel in the performance of the, the Wudu so then what is the meaning of shatr? Naam. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, shatr fusira bin nisf. That shatr has been explained as being half. Half. Naam. Wa fusira bil juz. And also, others from the ulama, they say no, what is intended by it is a portion. A portion. So some of the ulama, they say it means half. Others from the ulama, they say it means a portion. The most common translation for this is half. Purity is half of iman. Naam. But it could also mean what? A portion of iman. A portion of iman. Naam. وَإِن لَمْ يَكُنْ The shaykh says, وَإِن لَمْ يَكُنْ نِصْفًا And if it is not half, Right? And if it is not half, وَشَرْطُ الصَّلَاءِ الْوُضُوءِ That if it's not half, then it's enough that what? That a condition for the prayer is wudu. Right? Wudu is half of the salah. If it's not half of the salah, then it's definitely a condition for the salah. If it's not shatr al-salah, then bila shakwit wa bila rayb, if it's not half of it, then with undoubtedly, it's a condition for it. Naam. Meaning that what? If a person does not have wudu, and we're talking about ordinary circumstances, we're not talking about a situation where a person is incapable of making wudu for yani, the various reasons. They're yani, bedridden, right, in the hospital bed, and they, they, they can't make wudu, they can't get up like this, or if they're imprisoned and they're shackled, Without any access to water, so on and so forth. We're not talking about these fringe situations and these extreme situations where they're not able to. We're talking about an ordinary situation when a person has the ability to make wudu, have access to water, so on and so forth, right? If they pray a prayer and they do not make wudu, does that prayer count? Hmm? No. All right. If a person wakes up in the morning time and they pray fajr, right? They pray Dhuhr, they pray Asr, and then they remembered, Subhanallah, I had a wet dream last night, and they didn't make ghusl. Does their prayers count? Do their prayers count? Does Fajr, Dhuhr, and Asr count? No. No. Why? Because they didn't have Tahara. Yeah. They weren't in a state of purity. Yeah. Okay, so then they have to what? Have the Mirusul and repeat them all. Okay, what if they, what if, what if, what if they didn't have where they were not in a state of Janaba, but they didn't make wudu? They didn't make wudu. Is it is it different? Wudu, just wudu. No, no wudu. They forgot to make wudu. No Janaba, but no wudu. Same thing. They have to make the wudu. They have to repeat all the all the prayers. Why? Because they didn't. The wudu is, is a condition, right? So without the condition, then that which it is a condition for will not stand. 
It will not stand. It will not be valid. Now, so regardless on whether it is a whether it is half of the salah or a portion of the salah, it is definitely a condition for the salah. That if there is no wudu, then there is no there's no salah. What's the proof of this? The hadith that comes in Muslim, where the Prophet وسلم, he said, La tuqbal salah. The salah is not accepted. The salah, it is not accepted without without tuhur, Ahwan. Mishtahur, tuhur. Ma'am, the salah is not accepted without tuhur. And this is a, this is a very important. Um, what the Prophet Sallallahu he said next, we both are very important, but uh, a side point. Wala sadaqa min ghulul. And the, the, there's no charity for the ghulul. Who is the one who is ghulul? The one who is ghulul is the one who, have, who has come into his wealth by unlawful means. The one who earns his money in a haram way. There's no sadaqah for him. Meaning that what? If he gives sadaqah from that haram money, it don't count. It doesn't count. So the Robin Hood yani mentality, you rob from the rich and then you give to the poor, doesn't count. There's no sadaqah. There's no sadaqah for the one who got his money through illegal means. This should make every Muslim who owns a corner store terrified and go there right now and clear out all of the alcohol out of the, out of the, uh, 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 the, the refrigerators, clear out all of the pork skins and that from the shelves, clear out all of the drug paraphernalia, pipes, rolling paper, so on and so forth from behind the counter. Clear it out. Clear it out. If they're concerned about their akhirah, if they want their sadaqah to be accepted. And FYI, having two cash registers, you're still in trouble from so many different ways. I don't even want to hear that. Because they have two cash registers. They put all the haram money in one cash register and they put the halal money in another cash register. So he said, no, 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 brother. I pay from the register with the halal money and I don't pay from the haram money register. You're still in trouble for so many different other ways, man. So just stop it. Just stop. You're still in trouble. Now, you know, they talk about the Yahud and they act like Yahud. Why Yahud? Come on. Right? But what the hur, the dumb, the tuhur, it's with the it's with a bum. Naam. Wahada yani ismun lil fi'in. And this is a name for the or not a name, what do you say? This is a noun for the action. Ismun lil fi'in. And this is with what with a with a bum. That's why earlier when I mispronounced it and I said tahur, I said no no no. Why? That's a whole nother word. That means something totally different. What we're talking about is tahur with bum. Naam. This is this is a noun for the verb. Okay? Wahua atatahur. Right? Purity, cleanliness. And with a fatha, then this is ismun lilma. Alladi yutatahharu bihi. 
if you put a fetha on it, then this is the name of the water that is utilized to purify oneself with. So tahur is a whole other word. This is the water that you clean yourself with. Tuhur is purity. This is the act of purifying oneself. Right? But the water that is used to that, that, that you use to clean yourself with, you cleanse the cleansing agent, for lack of a better term, then that is tahur. Now, and the Sheikh he brings he brings three more examples. One example is very easy to explain. The other two examples, yani for the English speaking crowd, not so much. Not so much, but <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Right? The one example that is very easy is wudu. Wudu. Okay. So, oh, you know what? Four more examples, excuse me. Four more examples the Sheikh he brings. Two of them, easy to explain. Two of them, not so much. Right. So, wudu. Wudu. With a dhamma. What is this? You tell me. This is what? Action. The action. It's the, it, it, nah, it's the noun for the verb. Okay. What if if, if, if a person said, wadu? What's wadu? That's the water. That's the water you make wadu with. Okay. As-suhur. The dhamma. Su, su. As-suhur. What's that? The action. The action or what? Or the name of the, the meal itself. Right? Suhur. As-suhur. If I said as-sahur, sahur, what's that? That's the food. That's the food that you ate, right? That's the sahur, right? So it could be dates and water, right? Could be dates, water, and a biscuit. Could be dates, water, eggs, and grits, and whatever. That's the sahur, right? Oatmeal, right? That's the sahur. But the meal itself is called what? The dhamma. The is called suhur. Montez. And then these are the two that are yani, not that not, not that much easy to explain, but they are Al Wujur Wu Al Wujur Al Wujur Al Wujur This is this is Yani Al Wujur is Yani Ismul Dawa Al Ladi Yusabu Yani Filfem Right this is um, the name of a medicine that you take orally. It's the name of a medicine that you take orally. The name of the, the concept itself. So now if you put a, 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 a fatha on that, then that is the, the, yani, the substance itself. Uh, you know, you know. That's what I said. It's not, not, not so much easy, but you understand the concept in general. And then, and then the next one the Sheikh he mentions, he says, As-Su'ut. Uh, is a name for medicine. But this is the type of medicine that is taken. You put it in your nose. Right? This type of medicine that, 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 that goes into the nose is called Right? So if you said then that'll be the actual nasal spray or you know whatever the case is right nasal drop or or what have you but in any event you understand the difference between these these type of words then when you put bamma it's the ism it's the noun of the action and when you say and we put fatha 
then this is the thing yani, itself. Alright, that makes sense? Like, those are some, some language, yani, benefits, inshallah ta'ala. And then the Shaykh he brings, he says, the, yani, the next point is now dealing with this, the, the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, walhamdulillah tamla'ul mizan. And also the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa subhanallah walhamdulillah tamla'ani aw tamla'u ma bayna sama'i wal arda. That, alhamdulillah, it fills the scales. Alhamdulillah fills the scales. Wa subhanallah walhamdulillah. And that subhanallah and, and alhamdulillah tamla'an aw tamla'u ma bayna sama'i wal arda. And inshallah ta'ala will come to see what is the difference between the two expressions. Tamla'an wa tamla'u. And if you notice here, the narrator he says, Tamla'an aw tamla'u. And the aw here is, has a significance. Where he says, or. Because aw, in the Arabic language, depending upon the context, could come meaning various things. Right? Could come meaning various things. And inshallah ta'ala will get a glimpse of one of them, which is the more common use of al. Ala kulli Firstly, let us look at al-mizan. What scale? Alhamdulillah fills the scale. What scale? Mizan al-a'mal. Mizan The scale of actions. Now, because on the day of judgment, there are a number of things that will be weighed. From those things that will be weighed will be what? The actions. We have delil, the actions will be weighed. We have delil that the scrolls will be weighed. We have delil that the person themselves will be weighed. Now, so the scale in the akhirah of things that are weighed in order, in order for a person to be successful, then alhamdulillah fills the scale. So this is what an encouragement now to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying Alhamdulillah. Naam. And there is an aspect of um, the reality of tahmid that is lost in translation. We don't hear it a lot. It's lost in translation. Naam. That inshallah ta'ala will come to. The shaykh says, with tasbih, that these two sentences, then it points us to the superiority of saying Alhamdulillah and of the superiority of saying Subhanallah. Naam? Because Tahmid, what's Tahmid? Tahmid is what? It's to say Alhamdulillah. Right. What, and what's Tasbih? It's to say Subhanallah. Naam. And at tasbih, firstly, before we get to the tahmid, right? Because the Shaykh, he brings it, he expounds upon the tasbih first. So we're going to take, keep the order of the Shaykh. So the tasbih, this is, it's translated as glory be to Allah or something like this a lot of times, right? But what is, what is the meaning of tasbih? It means that, yani huwa tanzih. It is yani, a, a, that we negate from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and kulli naqs, every deficiency 
we negate that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah ta'ala, he is far removed. Naam. What tasbih comes from the same word that's used to what? To swim. You with me? From the same word that's used to swim. But if a person was on the shore and they, and they, and they, and they swim far out to sea, they, they far. They far. So that action can get them to go far. They far. Now, so that concept, that concept you have to remember. Because tasbih, now, we are negating from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all types of deficiencies, all types of imperfections, because Allah ta'ala is far above them, removed from the likes of these things. So when you see it translated as far above and removed from any type of deficiencies or defect, this is where that far comes from. Because typically, this is how it was used in the Arabic language, identifying something that is far, far away. That makes sense? And then the tahmeen, and this is, yeah, you may have heard this before in a lot, because it's uh, the better, some of the better translation translated as, yeah, and Allah is far above them, removed from any type of defect and deficiencies, and you know, like this. But alhamdulillah, typically it's translated as what? As praise for Allah Ta'ala, or praise and thanks. Naam, all praise and thanks belong to Allah as it comes to Surah Al Fatiha, alhamdulillah. But, <clears throat> but the tahmeed also. What is understood from it, sifa, bikulli kamal. It is identifying a description of all perfection. Now, and this is why all the praise and thanks belong to Allah Ta'ala because He is perfect in every way. Allah Ta'ala, He is perfect in every single way, thus deserving of all praise. Why? Because he's perfect. He's perfect in everything. He's perfect in what he gave us, how he gave it to us. He's perfect. Perfect wisdom. Perfect in what he does. Perfect in his attributes. Perfect himself. Allah Ta'ala is perfect. So, alhamdulillah. Naam. So when one reflects upon this, when one reflects upon these adhkar, when one reflects upon these meanings, this helps fortify the tawheed in their heart. Because when you understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one worthy and deserving of all praise, and you realize and you acknowledge this every time you say, Alhamdulillah, it will be impossible for you to give anything from worship to other than Allah. They don't deserve anything. They're imperfect. They don't deserve anything. It all belongs into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even the shukr that we give to an individual, thanking them for a good that they had done for us, we realize they will be incapable of doing that without firstly Allah ta'ala giving them the ability to do that and then giving them the tawfiq and doing that, so on and so forth. So even at the end of the day, the praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we still thank the people. Whoever does not thank the people, then they do not thank Allah. Now, we remember that what none of this is possible without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, alhamdulillah. Every situation, alhamdulillah. Person's healthy, alhamdulillah. Person's sick, alhamdulillah. 
Person got money, alhamdulillah. Person broke, alhamdulillah. Every situation, alhamdulillah. Why? It could always be worse. Right? You sick, alhamdulillah. You're not dead. You broke, alhamdulillah. You still have opportunity to make more. Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. Every situation, alhamdulillah. Naam. And then what? Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah. Alhamdulillah that we Muslims and that we on the sunnah. Alhamdulillah. You understand? There's always something to thank Allah Ta'ala for. In fact, if we try to enumerate all of the bounties Allah Ta'ala has, has, has bestowed upon us, it's impossible. We can't do it. It's too many. Naam. So now what about the statement That they both fill up Or that It fills up Right How do we understand that The shaykh he says It could be understood That what is intended And, and that that which fills up the space between the heavens and the earth, then it is the tasbih and the tahmid together, that they both fill up the distance of the heavens and the earth, out or that one of them fills up the distance between the heavens and the earth. And then it also could be understood that what is filled from between the heavens and the earth, that it is each of them. Yani, uh, yani each of them. And the statement or the information that it, as it comes across here, the conveying of information as it comes across here, then it comes across upon or from the standpoint of doubt. And this doubt is from who? It's from the Rawi. It's from the narrator of the hadith. The narrator of the hadith. And that's why he said, That they both fill up or it fills up. Because he started to doubt. Was it Tamla'ani or Tamla'u? So he mentioned them both. It was either this or that. Right? Which shows you the, yani, the precision of yani, uh, the Sahaba is that they. Yani, um, they strove hard to be exact, to say exactly what the Prophet ﷺ, he said. And in the event where they didn't know exactly, they'll make that clear. It was either this or that. It was either this or it was that. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't affect or alter the meaning in any which way, shape, and form. Right? Uh, whether, it, whether it comes across in the dual form or it comes across, Yani, uh, in the, the singular uh, form. Right. And then... The Prophet ﷺ, said, nur, and the prayer is light. The prayer is light. Nur fil qalb. And this, in, this includes the light that is inside of a person's heart. Nur fil wajh. And the light that is inside of a person's face. Nur al hidayah. And the light of guidance. Nur yawm al qiyamah. And the light on the day of judgment. Naam, the light on the day of judgment. So that those who they pray, then you then they will have light in their hearts. They will have light in their hearts. They will have light in their face. 
Now, their faces will be bright. Right? And when I mean bright, I don't mean the complexion of it. No. But the radiance and the luminous energy that would emanate from a person's face. Okay? The light of guidance and light on the day of judgment. And light on the day of judgment. Well, sadaqah. The Prophet and I want you to reflect on the words that are used by the Prophet The Prophet said that the sadaqah is burhan. Sadaqah is a proof. Sadaqah is a proof. Person may say, well, what's the link? How is sadaqah a proof? Right? The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, A dalil ala iman sahibiha It is a proof of the iman of the person who gives charity and of his truthfulness. The iman and truthfulness of the person who gives charity. Because the souls, they're stingy. They're covetous when it comes to money. People typically, they don't want to give their money up. Right? Typically, people, they don't want to part with their money. They're stingy. Right? For men, and whoever overcomes the covetedness of themselves and they give charity, then this is a sign of their faith. This is a sign of their iman. The ulama, they mention, they say that if you want to evaluate the level and the strength of your iman, then Compare it or view it from the amount of charity that you give. If you find that you give charity and, 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 and you give it easily, so on and so forth, then this is an indication of the strength of your iman, that you're charitable, you're giving charity all the time. right? But if you find that you are seldom and rare, you give charity, this is an indication of the weakness of your iman. So if you want to evaluate your iman, Look to how charitable you are. Because the hypocrite, they may pray to show off. The hypocrite, they may pray to show off. But they can't give sadaq. The munafiq, they can't give sadaq. It's hard for them. Um, why? Because of he's a stingy. Because of his stinginess. He can't give sadaqah. And because of his... Um, what did you say? Because of his aggressiveness in seeking after money. There's probably a better way you can say that. But that's what comes to mind right now. Because of the aggressiveness and his, um, his attention, the great attention he would give, uh, his diligence that he would place upon getting money. وَالصَّبْرِ ضِيَاءِ And sabr is ضِيَاءِ Illumination. Right? Illumination. And ضِيَاءِ, well, this, is, this is light that comes off of something, right? Illuminating. Okay? But when you have light from this type, is it cold? Or do you feel some heat from it? Yeah.
When you have light at its tight, light coming off of something, is it cold or do you feel heat from it? You feel, you feel some heat. You feel a little bit of heat from it, right? It's radiant. You feel some heat from it, okay? Hence the radiator, right? <laughs> right? You feel some heat from it, okay? And I want you to keep that in mind because this is what is used for what? Sabr. Sabr al-diyat. Patience is diyat. It's luminous, right? It's is 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 like that. Uh, the Shaykh says, Sabr ala ta'at that patience upon doing righteousness. Even though it's hard, maybe a little difficult upon the the soul. Now righteousness being consistent upon righteousness. It, 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 and it takes some effort. It's, 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 uh, uh, you, you, it's a little difficult at times, right? But um, getting up early for Fajr, making wudu in the, the winter, right? It's a little difficult. So difficult. But making Hajj, keeping your man is doing Hajj, not losing your cool. Is that easy or hard? Hmm? It's a little hard, right? It's a little hard. Keep your cool. You're getting pushed and you try to make the wall. And <laughs> the millions of people, that, it's, not, it's not easy. It's not easy. But you have to struggle. You have to fight. Right? So we, we, so we can see from this standpoint that, yeah, sabr is a, it could be a little, little, little heated at times, a little, little, uh, little hot, a little, little rough. Huh? <laughs> no, sometimes yeah, it's, it's very difficult, you know, to 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 oh, well, يعني, and staying away from sin and transgression. That that can be hard. That can be hard. Somebody say something to you disrespectful, and you just want to go and mop the floor with them, and you don't allow yourself. That's hard. It's hard to control yourself. The strong one, not the one, knock somebody down, but the one to control his anger. It's hard, but you got to do it, right? Staying away from certain sins and things like that requires effort. It's difficult. It's not, it's, not, it's not just that easy. So it's important to know that, and it's important for the youth to know that, is that being righteous, it doesn't mean that you don't have evil inclinations, right? Being righteous doesn't mean you don't want to do the evil. Being righteous means that Having the capability of doing the evil and knowing exactly how to do the evil, you withhold yourself and you do not do the evil. That's righteousness. You understand? Righteousness is it, 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 it's, it's not the fact that you don't want to get that, that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth look at that beautiful woman that walked by. Doesn't mean you don't want to look at her again. You don't want to check it out again. No. Righteousness means that you don't. Despite the fact that if you were allowed to, you would. You understand the difference? And it's important to know that because the shaitan comes to the youth at times and convinces them, oh, look how bad you are because you want to do bad stuff. Now, sometimes righteous people, they want to do stuff that's not right, but they stop themselves. And that's the measuring stick of righteousness. Not that you don't want to, that you don't. You fight yourself. Because sometimes you got to make jihad against yourself. And jihad is what? Jihad is war. You go to war with yourself. That makes sense? No. Can righteousness be translated as 
It's it's yani it it depends on where that emanates from, but this is from Ihsan. Now, so if a person now is doing it because they fearing Allah Taala as if they see Him, and if not, they know Allah sees them. Now, it's from Ihsan. Now, bila shak bila right? But this is important, yani for the youth to know that being righteous doesn't mean you maybe don't want to, but it means that you fight yourself and you don't. So you have to be patient and staying away from sin and transgression. You have to be patient and staying away from sin and transgression. Even though your soul may lean toward it. Because you got to understand, there's certain things that an individual, right, uh, naturally, you know, from their, their natural inclinations, may be inclined to other things they're not inclined to. And this is why the sellers say you have to know the doors by way in which the shaitan comes to you. Right? There may be a person that, yani, he has a problem with money. He knows you give you give him money, he, he don't want to give it back. You you put him, you, you put him in a deal, he, he don't want to be right. So he has to know that money is his problem. But perhaps women is not his problem. That's not his fitna. Right? Leadership, that's not his fitna. He don't care nothing about that. He care about that money. Fame, he don't care nothing about no fame. He care about that bank account. So he got to know that that's the shaitan is going to come at him from that angle. You have another individual who he don't care nothing about no money, he don't care nothing about no fame, he don't care nothing about no leadership, but women is his fitna. So this person knows that shaitan is going to come at him from that angle. So it doesn't make sense if you, when you're building your defense for this individual to build the bulk of his defense on, 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 on issues of money, uh, leadership, fame, so on and so forth, then leave yourself exposed from the aspect of the opposite sex. Because the shaitan is going to come from what? That direction. You understand? Likewise, a person, you know, maybe he don't care nothing about the women, he don't care nothing about, you know, uh, popularity, but he's got to be in, in charge. So his fitna is what? Is with, is with leadership, wanting, wanting to be in charge and, you know, so on and so forth. So he has to watch that direction and, 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 and allocate his defenses accordingly. So you have to know the manner in which shaitan will come at you. So there may be certain sins that a person wouldn't think twice about. Hey man, smoke this. I ain't worried about that. Right? But then, maybe, you know, when it comes to money, you know, you need to worry about that. that. That might be a problem. When it comes to the opposite sex, okay, that might be a problem. Right? So on and so forth. So you have to know. So the point is, is that there are going to be certain sins that the soul is going to lean towards. There are going to be certain sins that the soul is going to lean towards. So even with the leaning of the soul to those sins, you're patient and you don't do them. This is, yani, you'll feel in that what you're going to feel the heat of that. It's not that easy. You're going to have to fight yourself. Right. And patience upon that which Allah has decreed from things in which are distasteful. Things that, that, may, that may cause pain like sickness, Right? The loss of wealth, the loss of um, loved ones, right? So on and so forth. These, uh, yeah, the person crashed their car, you know, their house, you know, uh, yeah, hurricane come, break up the house, you know, so on and so forth, right? These things that are decreed, these tests that are decreed. A person has to have patience as relates to them. What does that mean, have patience as relates to them? It means, and the Shaykh, he says, yani, fala yadzat. 
then the person he doesn't he doesn't become oversad. He doesn't become oversad. Now, in other words, you're not gonna fall into a deep, deep, deep depression because his car got crashed up. Right? He could be upset about it, he's sad about it, he really liked the car. But to fall into a depression over it, Right? And then and then the person looks for the benefit. Alhamdulillah, I didn't get hurt. Alhamdulillah, I just broke my thumb. You know, he looked for the benefit. Alhamdulillah, it could have been worse. You know? I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have to be quiet on that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know. You know. Allah Mustaad. Because we know that's something that we, I mean, it's, we're forced, it's forced upon us, but in other ordinary circumstances, then, you know, we don't worry about that stuff. Yeah. So, a person might, you know, fall into a deep depression over these things that, you know, um, may touch them. And they do not, at the same time, become angry. You know, stuff happens, they begin angry, you know, over angry, and so on and so forth, right? And we're not talking about the natural anger. That a person may, you know, may feel, not that, but that which goes beyond that. And thus they become angry with the decree, angry what was decreed for them. And this is indicative of a person um, not maintaining, doing the righteous good deeds. You know, people, they, that stuff like that happens. You know, all this stuff is bad stuff happening to me. I'm supposed to pray for it. Forget it. I'm supposed to fast for it. Forget it. Go to the masjid. For what? That's a person angry with the decree of Allah Ta'ala. That's very dangerous. The Prophet said, And whoever becomes angry with the decree of Allah, then Allah is angry with them. Then they will earn Allah's anger. Now, you don't want that. You're already in a bad situation. Now you, now you earn the anger of Allah Ta'ala. It went from bad to worse. So you can't even imagine how bad. Now, uh, a person, also what are signs of a person not being patient? Their tongues become reckless. They start talking recklessly. Making statements that are inappropriate. Right? They start doing actions that are um, inappropriate. They start doing haram. Something bad happens to them, and they go and they start drinking alcohol. They go and they start smoking uh, this and that from narcotics or, or what have you. Right? This is an indication of the person not being patient. These are all signs of not being patient. Now, the person that's patient, then they'll be patient. Yani, when, when these calamities happen to them, they'll be patient by maintaining the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They'll be patient by controlling their tongues for not saying anything inappropriate. They'll be patient by, by controlling their limbs from doing things that are inappropriate. They'll be patient by staying away from sin and transgression. This is the person that's patient. This is the person that is patient. Now, now that doesn't mean that they may not want to do the aforementioned things, but they don't do it. Because they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. muslim and a person doing that, then this points to the strength of their iman. Naam, then this points to the strength of their iman. When a Muslim is patient in all of the four three mentioned things, then this points to the strength of their iman. And also it points to light from another direction. The light of their insight. That this person, their head is wrapped on right, as they say. Now they have insight, they realize that these things are temporary. They realize, meaning from the yani, um, the calamities that may that may afflict them, they realize staying away from this haram 
is, is best. It's a temporary enjoyment that could lead to an eternity of chastisement. So they realize, nah, nah, nah. I mean, you know, it don't make sense to do that. To do what? You know, to be, for example, a person get drunk, right? Okay, I'm going to get drunk for a little bit of time. And now for 40 days, my salah not accepted? That don't make sense. Right? I'm going to do this sin. And then I may be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this sin that takes all of what? A few minutes? That don't make sense. Right? So on and so forth. Temporary pleasures that lead to very long chastisement. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Right? For example, if a person committed illegal sexual intercourse and they walked away with a disease that, they, that was incurable. They have a life sentence now. Diseased. Incurable. You will say it's not acceptable. Right? And it just lasts to the, to the rest of your life. Once you're dead, it's, it's over. Don't count no more. It's, it's a wrap. Done. Okay. So now what about doing something that will lead to you being in hell forever? Does that make sense? Emphatically, no. Makes no sense. So if it doesn't make sense to do something that will get you a disease for the rest of your life, then how would it make sense to live your life in a way that will get you punished in hell forever? Makes no sense. So when a person uses their intellect and they stay away from those things that are haram and they're patient, this shows that they have good intellect. They're very smart, very intelligent. They have good insight. Now, likewise, the person who is patient upon the difficulties that come with, 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 with obedience is because they know the great reward in it. So for the person that's upon hajj and people are stepping on his foot, they know stepped on his pinky toe like five times in a row, they pushed him, he's mad, he's this, he's that, but he keep his cool. Why? Because he knows that if I maintain myself properly throughout the duration of the hajj and my hajj is accepted, then all of my sins is done. I'll go back like the day I was born from my mother. That's a great reward. So listen, I'm going to take whatever abuse come my way and it's fine because what's at stake is so much greater. So much greater. You understand? A person get up and they're constant upon obedience because they know this, this, this 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years that I lived upon earth and I tried my best during that time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu then that will get me forever in Jannah. 60 years and you get forever. 70 years for forever in Jannah. 80 years for forever in Jannah. Subhanallah, that's a good deal. And then what about those who are righteous and they die young? They're righteous. They die at 35. That's a great deal. You, you put in 35 some odd years, that's it. And you, yeah, you get forever. What a deal. That's a deal. So the person who does and he maintains the righteousness is because it's an indication of what? The insight. The strength of their, the strength of their, the aqal. In fact, inshallah ta'ala, as to not rush throughout the rest of the points, for 
وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا